take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. One of the most fascinating things I think about as I journeyed into this mental health world is the amount of young people who, who want to get involved and to want to speak their truth and their story. And I'm very pleased to be joined today uh, all the way from the West Coast. Sanjana Karthik, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Um, it's always, it's, it's cool for me to talk to, you know, youth, um, you know, you're under the age of 18 and, mm -hmm. you know, I think back, I'm not that old. I, I know I might look old. I'm kind of losing <laughs> some of my hair now, but I'm only 28. Um, but when I was 15, mm -hmm. I was for sure would never have been comfortable getting in front of a mic um, and, and talking to somebody about things that were going on in my head. So for one, I think that's, really courageous of you and uh, very mature because I know I was a dummy when I was that age. <laughs> definitely not be, you know, having the, the, the credentials or anything to come on and talk about it. So oh, wow. you're, <laughs> uh, you. you're a mental health advocate and I know you have uh, some work and ideas that you wanted to share, but I wanted to start off. Um, what, you know, got you involved with, with mental health and why did you, choose to become, I guess, an advocate uh, at such a young age? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So basically, um, I started to become a mental health advocate because I had my own issues, I guess, with mental health. Um, and I also noticed that a lot of people also were going through similar things. Um, I felt like a lot of people, especially my age, are so reliant on what other people have to say to, th say to them or say about them, or really just about um, I guess, pleasing other people or finding joy and happiness in external circumstances, especially um, trying to find joy in like materialistic objects or relationships. And it is good to have good relationships with people or to have things in your life that you look forward to having. Um, but it's also important to be able to have that happiness and that positivity in yourself, um, to be able to generate that and um, to kind of rely more on that instead of getting persuaded by external circumstances like one moment you're happy because you're at a party and then you come back home and you're drained of energy right mm. so it's important to be able to I guess sustain on your own energy and to find happiness from within and I know that sounds cliche but I feel like a lot of people including myself sometimes find it hard to do that yeah let me tell you even someone you know my age growing up I, I even struggle with that in a lot of circumstances and it's it's been a very much a process to to figure out how to be happy or at least experience some sort of you know being comfortable being myself and and being alone with my my thoughts and, and all that I find it so interesting you know when I start when I give speeches on my mental health story it started when I was 12, but I really didn't start to notice it until I was into my 20s when I, I realized it was a problem. How, you know, how did you recognize, or maybe it was someone in your life, recognize that, you know, you were having mental health issues at, a, at such a young, a young age? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
Um, basically, it was my parents that actually got me like the support that I needed to take care of my mental health. Um, I did realize that um, a lot of my, I guess, issues was mostly just trying to like please other people. And that caused a lot of distress and I guess negativity in my life. Um, and then I I don't know, I, I used to just think about like, oh, man, I wish there was like just this one thing that I could have forever that would keep me happy because I don't know what I'm missing out. Am I not, you know, doing fun enough things with friends or am I missing out on something? And I realized that I don't need to actually look for things on the outside. It's more an inner thing. Um, I think that goes for anyone really, um, even if you don't have a mental health issue. But um, I know my parents definitely noticed that I had a lot of anxiety and stress, especially in regards to school and trying to please teachers and getting the best grades possible. And I know that put a lot of stress onto myself and my parents noticed that. And luckily they got me the external support I needed through therapy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I'm really grateful for that. What were, you know, and feel free to go into as little or as much detail as, you, as you'd like on this, but what were some of the stresses that, you know, that you were experiencing? What were, you know, was it trouble sleeping? Was it irritability? Were you angry? Were you withdrawn? Um, I wonder this because, you know, maybe not only all the young people are, are listening to this to experience it themselves, but a lot of people you know, maybe with kids, or I know myself, I have um, adopted siblings who are, who are young and now are, are growing up. We want to think about what we should notice um, mm -hmm. and what's important to, to, you know, kids and youth and the things that, that's really bothering them. So what are some of the ways that the, the stress was manifesting um, for you with, with all this, you know, trying to please everybody? <laughs> yeah, so a lot of anxiety, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of um, wondering what I was missing out on or what I could have done better. And I guess self-reflection is good, but it was to the point where it was like, more like, okay, I'm the problem and I need to completely change the way I'm doing things. Yeah, so it was a lot of, I guess I would say sleepless nights and getting overwhelmed. I wouldn't go out as much. Uh, I wouldn't socialize because I was so, um, I guess, eager to like learn and study all the time mm. and trying to get the best grades. And I learned that's totally not the way. I, I can elaborate more on that, on how I finally figured it out, but yeah. Well, go ahead. What, how did you finally kind of figure it out? Um, well, for me, I think like going to therapy and kind of just being able to rationalize with someone else that what I was doing was harming myself and mm. by doing that also harming the people around me. Um, so after learning that, I, I started to dedicate less of that energy towards um, doing super well in academics and also just spreading that energy towards like positive things. Like I tried like hobbies and like volunteering, um, spending more time with family and friends. And the funny thing is I was still able to actually achieve my goals academically. I was still able to get, um, I would say, good marks <laughs> um, and I didn't have to put in that much stress into it I just had to put in the time and effort but the stress was unnecessary yeah to find I, I find it interesting that you found this at such a young age because it, it took me into you know when I was in university that you know I didn't have to worry so much about school especially you know 
I mean, I'm not good at math. I really suck at math. So <laughs> when I talk about school, I was not good with numbers, but I could, you know, bull crap my way through an essay without even reading the book, um, that type of thing. And I would, you know, get A's and not have to stress any as much as some people um, that school kind of consumes their life while they're in it. And they got to study and get good grades and get extracurricular activities. And, and you know, especially for someone oh, your age, like, what are you going to do the rest of your life? Oh. You know, like, <laughs> got to decide now. It's, it's time, that type of thing. You know, it's a lot of things going on in your head and, and you're just trying to focus. And I think you touched on a huge point that, this journey that you're on and, and figuring it all out, there are so many people and you can see it on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, who are so, so lost and they look for all this validation on social media. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're quite young, so you must just be kind of starting social media. Is, is, is it a, or maybe you've been on it for a long time. Is it a big stress? social media because this is the thing you hear all the time with with adults mm -hmm. that social media is is the problem and, and kids are you know having such a hard time with with all this self-acceptance and and you know depression and anxiety and it's all due to social media is that from your experience and from you know your friends uh people you go to school with is that a is that a very big concern i do believe social media does play a big factor in mental health but I also feel like it, social media is a tool and it's actually really dependent on the person that is using it is what I feel. So um, I do feel like if people are only putting like their best selves on social media, but if you're not able to recognize that they're only posting the best selves, their best selves, and they're not actually showing you the whole story. And if you're able to actually keep that in mind, then it won't, I don't think it will affect you as much. I know subconsciously it can still affect you. Um, but I feel like if you have, if you're able to like rationalize and think about that, um, I think it becomes less detrimental or difficult on you. Um, I do know that, um, like for me at least, um, I, I would often see people like doing really well on in debate or like in certain extracurricular activities and they would post their highlights on social media. And it was really difficult for me to look at that and not feel jealousy. And that's something I'm still working on actually. Um, and also just wanting to pursue the same thing that they're doing because they found achievement and success in it. And I'm slowly learning to not think too much on finding success or achievement in the form of awards, but actually just doing the things I enjoy. And automatically I will get the results that I want because I'm putting passion and drive behind that. You know, I, I kind of laugh as you were speaking, even though it, it is, it's such great points you're making, but <laughs> you know, people, you know, the things that you're talking about right now, and I just can't get over this fact. I, I'm reiterating myself, but it's like a billion-dollar industry. Do you know that? That there's there's self-help books, there's podcasts, there's people on Instagram being influencers, being motivating, and and trying to change people's lives, and life hacks, and TED talks, and all this different mm -hmm. stuff. That people are paying a lot of good money, well into their their adult years, on things that you are working on right now, and mm -hmm. having these having these realizations that 
that, you know, people, my parents' age or your parents' age or my grandparents, they still haven't figured <laughs> this kind of, this mentality out yet and being able to decipher, you know, the real world and social media and, and keep the two kind of separate in a lot of ways, especially things like Instagram where, you know, you just, people are taking pictures of their butt or, you know, <laughs> in their bathing suits or with their washboard abs, right? It's a highlight reel. And exactly. You know, I, I make myself laugh because I, I had one of those, I can't remember what they're called, but the glasses and the nose and the funny eyebrows and the mustache. I'll go ahead and post a picture of that of myself. <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, you mentioned you were volunteering. What, what sort of things are you volunteering in and how has that really positively impacted you? Um, so I actually started, I think, volunteering for Special Olympics when I was in grade six. Um, and now I'm old. <laughs> well, not that old, but um, yeah. So I started volunteering for Special Olympics um, and it was for something uh, under Special Olympics. It was called Sports Start. So basically helping out um, people with um, intellectual disabilities is what we call them. Um, and we actually call them athletes because um, they work towards um, I guess, um, progressing athletically. And um, we're really just helping them out in terms of like sports, like soccer, basketball, um, ho floor hockey. And honestly, at some points, I didn't know what I was doing there because I don't know how to play any of those sports. But um, the great thing is that you're still able to offer that compassion and support to them, which is amazing. Um, otherwise, people like me <laughs> can't really do that. But yeah, I found that a really rewarding experience. And I also am currently still volunteering for them and um, a senior home as well. Unfortunately, I can't volunteer there anymore because of the pandemic. But yeah, I used to have like sing-along activities with them. And yeah, I found it really enjoyable because for a long time, um, I think I've, I wouldn't say I've been selfish, but I think that investing only time and energy towards myself was what I needed and that is important, but it's also important to like give back and being generous with other people. It's such a rewarding experience, not just for them, but for yourself. Cause you feel like you've done something, God, it sounds so cliche, but like bigger than yourself or right. made someone's day a little bit better. So. I think giving back, volunteering, you know, raising money for charity, that has made such a positive impact on my mental health personally. Mm -hmm. and, and talking about mental health is something I've always done. And when I had the opportunity to actually get involved with it at a, at a higher capacity, it, it really changed my life. And it feels so good that, you know, you're, you know that you're helping people and the people you meet along the way. Um, I remember I volunteered at an old folks home and I made friends with this, this, nine-year-old man named John and, you know, ask him questions about life and, <laughs> and, you know, what was the war like and what was, you know, the depression like and, and, and all the, all the things you learn about in history class. And then, you know, what wow. are the experiences that you figured out on the way? It was, it was such an enlightening and amazing experience. And yeah, exactly. You can really um, connect with them and they have so much to share because they've, they've lived such a, long life and they have so many experiences and yeah I think it's really rewarding 
um yeah i remember like just connecting with like a few people and they were just sharing like things they had in their childhood and how i guess in a way how nice and simple it was and how they found joy and things that now it would be kind of hard to find it in because we have technology and all these other resources yeah i found it pretty enlightening <laughs> um in your note to me when you uh you wrote um you were talking about working with the the bc youth council mm -hmm. um what is what is that what is what is the youth council and how did you get involved in that yeah so um i think i joined bc youth council in march of this year so not very long ago um it provides a platform for you to um i guess contribute to the community through campaigns and also connecting with like uh political leaders as well um yeah so i found it like a pretty nice experience um right now i um i'm hosting like my own mental health campaign through them and I know that they have other initiatives such as student reps, um, environmental campaign, and some some other things going on as well that I'm not very well versed in. But um, to get involved is just looking at their Instagram and just giving them, sending them a message because um, I know that they're always looking for more people to get involved in their organization. Right. So it's it's kind of like a thing. I guess for, for young people, they can get involved in causes that they're really passionate about. Um, exactly. Whether, so like you said, like you're doing mental health, there's environment, um, you know, maybe it's, it's human rights or, you know, exactly. uh, Black Lives Matter type campaigns, all that type of stuff. What's, exactly. what's your mental health ca campaign? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, the mental health campaign actually started off with um, BC Youth Council, um, me, uh, joining BC Youth Council and then leading this initiative um, by connecting with like some other organizations as well. Um, I think it was like Youth of BC, um, Reclamation Magazine and some other organizations like that. Uh, we started sharing like some information about resources that people could look into, um, some ways that I use to generate my own happiness and to take care of uh, my mental health um, and then now we've started to progress into um, every two weeks having like guest speakers come in to kind of share their insights um, I don't know why I said get, <laughs> come in they it's all on zoom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it's all through zoom once a week we have a guest speaker just share their insights for 30 or so minutes and then answer any questions people have and right now we're even working towards partnering with um, an app that I'm creating with my friend, um, a mental health app called My Esprit. And we're basically um, working towards sharing that app and some other mental health ideas that I use to take care of my mental health and seeing if we can implement it in school curriculums. So we got okay. the proposal. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm gonna stop here. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> You're a crew. Okay, one, what is the app called? Um, the app's called My Esprit, so I'll spell that. It's like M-Y-E-S-P-R-I-T. Okay, and what is, I've never heard that word. What is that? What is that word? Um, it's actually in French. It means mind, body, and spirit. Um, okay. And we thought it actually really encompasses what we're trying to achieve um, right. through our app. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I live in Ottawa, my French is pretty much zero percent um it's pretty bad <laughs> um okay 
we're gonna pause and I'm gonna get into this because this is this is something. <laughs> whole new thing. <laughs> you and your friend are creating an app. Yeah, it's actually soon to be published. Um, yeah, we just got like a little bit of support from someone in terms of like one of our saving components and we're soon to publish it. <laughs> so who's doing like the coding and the background work? Um, my friend um, Asta, she's she's amazing with technology and she's been doing all of that. We did get, um, hire someone just to do like a small part of the app um, because we needed some extra support. But other than that, um, it's all her. <laughs> I don't even think I could comprehend uh, making an app. You know, there's yeah, there's things like neither. even working with Adobe Premiere right now. I'm like, eh, it's complicated. You know, I'm starting to feel like an old folks with like new technology. Yeah. What, here. what made you want to start an app? Because that like that seems like a huge project. Yeah. Um, so actually, it all started off with um, Girl Technovation Challenge. I'm not sponsored by them, by the way, um, but um, they, they're amazing. Um, so basically it was a contest to create like an app that would solve a problem in your local community. Um, and I was like a really passionate advocate for mental health. And um, I started off um, by myself and then I got Asta in and we both worked on the app. Um, and that's where it all began. <laughs> How long have you been working on it? Um, I think it was since February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're so close to publishing it. We're also trying to get our teams together. Yeah. So Lots of things going on <laughs> when with this app, what's, you know, what are you hoping for it to do? So is it, you know, mental health content, you know, pictures, is there, um, resources, what are, what are some of the things that you're trying to, to house in this app and, and for people to get from it? Yeah, so the main purpose of my Esbreed is to help people generate their own happiness and take time to prioritize their mental health. Um, so we offer um, reminders and um, for people to practice like things that I also use to take care of my mental health. Um, so that involves like gratitude journaling, so writing down what you're grateful for every day. Um, writing down um, goals in regards to not just things regarding your work, but also like your family, your um, intellectual life, your emotional life, your um, your relationships with friends and um, as well, um, your character, the type of person you are and the type of person you want to be. Um, really focusing on that. Um, also having time to reflect on yourself, your day, um, trying to understand um, other people's perspectives, um, really just taking the time to, I guess, go over the day. Um, we also offer information about different mental health issues um, and resources for them as well. Um, a personal profile that basically just kind of, it's very small, but it's basically just saying things like, what's like a song you can listen to when you're feeling down or who's a friend you can contact. Um, so those are most of our things that um, we have in our app. Right. And is this something you're, I mean, what's your, what's your vision for this? Is it something that, you know, you want to make huge, like, you know, you want to go on Dragon's Den and like pitch it, like, is it, or is it more of kind of like something you want to work on for now? And then, you know, you'll go to school and, and kind of hope it just kind of carries on itself. 
Oh, um, so I know that we first, um, we definitely need <laughs> some team members, um, but we are hoping to get it um, to school. So we, um, right. ABC, spread mm -hmm. it. So first we got to start there, but then we, we really hope that we can expand it in Canada and then hopefully even go to other countries. Um, it's funny because my friend Asta and I were like going over like the reviews, I guess, from like our judges because um, it was for the girl technovation challenge and mm -hmm. so like um, they were like different countries that review every app um, and it's funny because Canada kind of gave us like a low score but like Spain gave us like a super high score and I think it like just bounced out or something um, so we were just joking like we got to expand it to Spain <laughs> yeah well it's interesting you know, I was talking to his name's Liam, and he he's Irish, but he's living in Amsterdam right now. And you mm -hmm. were talking about mental health and and the difference between how you know mental health is viewed in in Ireland and the UK versus you know Amsterdam versus Canada. And oh. I think it's that's a good point that you know we live in in Canada, which for the most part we live in a pretty progressive society, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to mental health. You know, we have Bellet's Talk Day. We have, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, Mental Health Awareness Week, National Suicide Prevention Week. So we have a lot of different things and, you know, awareness. I mean, just given the fact that, you know, you're your age and you understand at least a lot of the basis of mental <laughs> health, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that just shows how much the education and, the, and learning and, and something that we have in Canada. But, you know, when you look at countries around the world, um, it's it's viewed so much differently and in some places uh it's not viewed at all i know um i think you're familiar with the lotus movement which is how you yeah. found and i was talking with Manakshi about you know south south asian culture and, and mental health and how she's trying to change the perspective there so you know it's funny that you say that you know and, and spain's like oh yeah this app's great and canada's like you know <laughs> you, yeah like oh um but it's almost like it's launching it in other countries first and getting it rolling there and then bringing it to Canada. Is that almost more of the the option because there's such a need for it? I mean, even in America, True. there's such a need. Like America's lagging behind and they're beside <laughs> us. For sure. Actually, you make such a good point. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with my friend now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. it's just. You know, I just find it. I mean, I think getting into schools is is such a good idea. Um, I'm a huge believer uh, in in talking to people your age about mental health because it's around your age where mental health really started to affect my life. Um, exactly. I I broke up. Well, one of my girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time in high school, she broke up with me, and I locked myself in my room and listened to angry metal music and played World of Warcraft for a whole summer. <laughs> you know and I always say that in my speech and people get a little kick out of it but you know what I thought was a breakup was actually you know kind of more serious and I didn't even recognize it um so that's uh -huh. why I always believe in and so giving that tool to to kids is I think so so important Exactly. Um, that's why we're even thinking of like trying to share it with like elementary school students as well, because um, I know <laughs> when I say elementary schools, I don't mean like grade two. <laughs> I mean like more like maybe like grade six or seven, because I feel like um, 
I think, yeah, um, grade six, seven and like above is really when people, I guess, are more exposed to like mental health issues. And I feel like they're also most willing to like learn about these things, hopefully. And even like that's when they can learn the tools they need to um, bring with them throughout their years. And I don't know, I, I was just thinking like, I feel like um, at school, we're not really given the tools or in life. I feel like a lot of us aren't given the tools that we need just for survival because taking care of your mental health can actually be a reason for survival, for um, surviving difficult circumstances. Um, we really need to be able to cope with stress. And I feel like we're not always taught that by our parents or by schools. Mm -hmm. No, that's a very good point. And you can clearly see that anytime you open up social media on how people do not deal with stress mm -hmm. very well. You know, they're, people are angry, they're, they're lashing out, they're, you know, um, getting into fights with people. Uh, is managing stress is extremely difficult. And I know, you know, mental health wasn't spoken about even, and I've been out of high, high school for 10 years now. So even in that time, I've seen a huge progression because I didn't learn anything about stress, about mental health, about taking care of my brain and, and mm -hmm. taking care of my body and the, the connection between the two. What, what, I mean, like I said, I've been out of school for a while now. What <laughs> do you, is that starting? Do you get a little bit of that education now or do you find most of your resources through social media, through the internet, through podcasts or Instagram, you know, where, where's that information really kind of coming from? I know for um, school, um, in my physical education class, we did try to have this um, wellness Wednesday. And I honestly feel like um, it wasn't as consistent as it should have been, or um, I felt like it could have been more impactful. There could have been more resources or support provided. I know that at a school, we do have like a mental health club, which is amazing. I know that they do a lot of activities to kind of support the school culture there. Um, but I feel like there's always more room for progress. I, I got most of my information or insights, I guess, from like, um, I watch like uh, Robin Sharma, um, and like videos from Mind Valley, um, I would recommend that. So I guess it's just um, they teach like new ways to have like a more positive mindset and how to take care of your mind and your body. But also, I guess, just having like a better and more fulfilling life in general. Mm -hmm. So are, are you familiar with the term mindfulness? And, yeah. and kind of that buzzword term? Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's big for a lot of people and on maintaining um, and being proactive with their mental health. Um, mm -hmm. It's something I know I've, I've been working on and, and really trying to implement in my life. What about, exactly. you know, your friends, people that you go to school with? Because I'm, I'm just always curious, you're, you're a mental health advocate, so you're obviously seeking out this information. You're, you're digesting it because you're interested and you're passionate about it. From, from your experience, or at least maybe conversations that you've had or you know, the, the word around the gossip around school, um, where are they, where are kids getting mental health information now in general? Like, is it really they rely on this, the Wellness Wednesday and the Mental Health Club and like that's kind of it? Or is it they're more of a broader conversation surrounding it nowadays? 
Sounds so yeah. old. <laughs> so, um, so basically for this um, organ, for my Esprit, we did actually have like a roundtable conversation with some youth. And I did notice that a lot of people in regards to like coping with stress, they rely on things like maybe like reading a book or conversing maybe with like a friend or a family member. But I did notice that none of them mentioned anything about actually reaching out to external resources mm. or gaining um, support and like therapy and things like that that I do um, so I found it uh, like I wouldn't say like disappointing because I feel like everyone has their own coping mechanism but I do believe that like people should feel more comfortable in reaching out and I think it's because um, I guess I think for me at least I feel like it's because people don't know uh, when it is that you should reach out um, so for instance like I didn't know that I could call Kids Help Phone for something as small as, oh, I'm having problems at home or um, my friend and I are having an argument and I just need someone to hear me. I thought, oh, well, I can only reach out for support if I have depression or if I have a mental health in issue or if I have suicidal thoughts. I thought that was the only way to get mental health support. And um, I just want to strongly encourage people to not only do that. Um, you should get support when you have a mental health issue, but also just um, nipping it at the bud and like working on, I guess, developing mental health coping strategies and getting the support you need when issues start to arise. I mean, you're speaking like a 50-year-old therapist right now because that is, <laughs> that is like, that. that's it, right? Like, and I think, you know, even someone like myself, even people who I've met throughout, you know, this mental health journey, I mean, therapy, yes. Um, exercise, yes. We talked about mindfulness, yes. But it's such a great point that you, that you brought up that you don't have to be in distress in, mm -hmm. you know, in crisis or having like a severe struggle in order to reach out to somebody for help or for encouragement or advice or just someone to talk to. I think that's so important and recognizing that, you know, that you can do that is, is a huge first step that even someone like myself struggles. Like I always wait till the worst possible moment in my life. And then I'm like, I need help. And so, <laughs> like there's part of that stubbornness and part of that's just not recognizing when something's a problem. Mm -hmm. you know, exactly. That's a big thing for me that, is it a problem or is it just something I'm going to have to live with? Exactly. And I feel like no matter how small it is, I feel like either voicing this out um, through like giving like a helpline a call or even just, I find reflective journaling to be so powerful because you can just really just let out any like, I guess, emotions you have out. You're able to relive the emotions, which is good because then you're getting it out of your system as well. Um, and then really like having the time to not just, I guess, scream or, or like get it out, but also to just, I guess, look at the situation and rationalize and kind of understand like, okay, why did this happen? How could I have changed my approach to the situation? Because we can't change what other people do, right? So we need to change the way we think about the situation or maybe we or think about like how maybe you might have contributed to the situation as well. 
but also just, it's mostly about just the way you think about it now and your perspective on it and how you can change it. Have you ever thought about running for prime minister? <laughs> uh, all the time, no, uh, no, no, I, I don't think I could be responsible for so many people. <laughs> it's just, I would be honored though. But. Well, uh, the things you're talking about, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing to me. It is. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It, uh, in, in, in relationships, in dating, in the workplace, in, in all these things, all your thing, all these things you're talking about so clearly and calmly is, is something that literally struggles. Like people struggle with this every single day at every single moment. And, you know, maybe not the one person, but like everything I've experienced in life and almost any conflict is almost because of somebody, you know, being irrational or, or, you know, having something external going on in their life and then taking it to this situation and blowing it out of proportion, right? Like almost everything can be calmly discussed and, and worked out, but because people don't think this way that you're describing it, you know, I mean, that's why war is started basically is this, <laughs> this stuff, right? Like the, the most powerful yeah. people in the world can't, can't rationalize things like this. Exactly. Yeah, I, I always thought like all these wars, I mean, obviously there are a lot of factors, but I feel like it's um, it's mostly just people, right? Like um, a country is just made of people and their mindsets and their ability to communicate or rationalize um, with one another. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, so I'm curious, so you don't want to be prime minister. So <laughs> you know, now you're going to have to make the decisions of where you're going to hmm. go to school and what you're going to do with the rest of your life and how you're going to save the world. And <laughs> what, are you, what are you hoping to do? Like, what, what's, the, what's the plan? That's, that's a great question. <laughs> that's the one question I feel I don't really have an answer to. Um, you know, for so long, I thought I wanted to do something maybe in business, but now I'm starting to take a step closer towards mental health and considering psychology as well. Mm. Um, I, I just know that I, um, regardless of the career I choose, I know that I need to continue to, I guess, share my story at least or help people out the best way that I know how. And I think that's by sharing my stories. Um, and my insight about mental health um, and definitely contributing that through volunteering for mental health um, centers as well. Unfortunately, I can't do that because I need to be 19. <laughs> but uh, like, come on, let, let me get on that phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I definitely want to encompass like some sort of like support for other people. Um, but as for career, um, still, still a little confused. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's okay. And let me tell you, for pretty much all of high school, I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be mm -hmm. a writer. And then literally the day where I had to go and, and pick my schools and what I wanted to do. So, you know, I checked off the journalism things and then looked down and I was like, you know, I needed a filler. I didn't. I didn't I picked my things that I wanted. And I was like, oh, okay, I have two extra spots and you have to do all five of them. So I was like looking through and I was like, oh, cool, radio. I didn't know radio was a thing. Um, like you could go to school for. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll click that. And then mm -hmm. sure enough, I got accepted and that's what I went and did. And now I work in radio. So 
Um, wow. I always like to tell people that because I didn't decide. It's not even something I even thought was possible until the day I applied to go to school. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a year later, I'm in work, you know, I'm at college doing radio. <laughs> just happens. Exactly. It's funny how, it's funny how those things happen. You know, one day you have like your whole life set and then something else changes. Yeah. I was actually considering, um, something in like journalism cause I am working on like this, uh, I guess my own radio show or something of sorts. Like it's more of a podcast right now, I guess, but, um, yeah, it's called the reality is, um, and I don't know, I I'm just very confused. I feel I, I have, an interest in so many different things um yeah it's confusing but I know I'll get through it (laughs) so you know here's I'll give you a little advice so I'm kind of similar to you I'm I'm really interested in a lot of different things um Mm -hmm. obviously mental health is my my passion um but you know I love history history is something I I, I'm really fascinated about and especially world war history like I geek Mm -hmm. out on that all the time I think science and space and um the universe and and i think that's all really cool and i don't really know much about it and i suck at the <laughs> math and i could never do it but i just love hearing people talk about it because i'm mm-hmm. like whoa and like my mind's exploding <laughs> um you know i love meeting people and i love talking to people and you know all these different avenues is exactly why i started this podcast um you know just as a hobby to explore my own interests and so now i can just learn about them on my own time and and i do this whole thing and but now you know i've I've had i've had um, astrophysicists on i've had you know people who work in museums i've had you know lots of mental health people but i think a podcast or youtube channel or is something that's a especially when you get to talk to people and and interview people um Mm -hmm it's it's a great opportunity because you're you know you're making the content you're doing the stuff that you like and then you're also just keeping a general interest so you can basically explore all the things that you want and then just wow you can learn about it and then if people want to listen along then it it's super cool too and you're like oh yeah so it's like a career all in like all the careers like coming together fusing into one exactly i just i, I like talking to people i like learning and a podcast for me was the perfect opportunity to to do that um so is your podcast out have you started it yeah um so it's called the reality is we did um have like one two videos now out um yeah and we're, i think um it's on facebook and youtube um check it out no, <laughs> um but yeah um we we've um uh, my co-host Alicia um, and I started it and it's really about like exploring like common misconceptions and then mm. getting like an expert <laughs> to mm. come in and tell us that we're all wrong <laughs> <laughs> so we love that <laughs> so what were what were the your first two episodes what were the misconceptions that you wanted to so the first one actually was just an introduction but then the second one was um someone talking about positive psychology um and really what you can do um i guess in your day to make it better and i guess it's about like reliving good experiences and about having gratitude um and so many other things that he mentioned that 
I need to look back and like remember all of them. But yeah, and then um, for this week's show, I think we're planning on having someone talk about mental health for men um, and how I think that it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's not fair for me to speak on it because I, I can't relate the same way guys can, but I know that um, in a lot of cultures, um, it's harder on men, I guess, for them to express um, that they're having mental health issues because it's a sign of weakness or not being manly enough or something of that sort. Um, again, I'm not an expert on that. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. we're excited to have him So who are the people? Who are the people you had on? Um, I know that we had um, one person called Sukpal. Um, I, he, I think he's studying psychology right now mm-hmm. and he also does his own research um, in regards to community psychology. Um, I feel, man, I know he does something else too and positive psychology. Um, yeah. So he, he really like shared some great insights with us. Um, and the other person, well, I'm actually going to actually speak to him today. So I'll get to know him a bit better and then maybe I can let you know, (laughs) 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 just report back to you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. No, I think it's, that's good. And you're reaching out to these people all on your own. Mm Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, yeah. So actually, uh, my co-host reached out to these two people, but I am working on getting some people because those people are more, um, I guess, in college. Um, I'm trying to look for more high school students to come out as well and share mm. their experiences. Um, I am looking into having someone talk about um, um, stereotypes or stigma, I guess I would say, in South Asian culture. Um and trying to have someone talk about spirituality versus religion, um, and mm. also having um, someone closer to my age also talk about mental health issues for guys, and hopefully giving, I guess, more insight to uh, the younger generation, I guess. <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, well, I mean, I don't know if you've ever reached out to Minakshi, but she's really great from the Lotus yeah. Movement. Um, mm-hmm. I did a... Uh, an interview with Dr. Rachel Linval and Aaron McLeod. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're actually out of BC too. They are in a group called the mindful project. So they, oh, wow. they do all this, you know, work around mindfulness and I know they work with youth and have resources. Um, you know, she's a doctor and has a, a doctorate in, in, wow. uh, in mindfulness and Aaron McLeod uh, played on the women's national soccer team as their goalie. Oh, Wow, quite um, the dynamic duo. (laughs) Yeah, so no, they're really cool. So um, definitely those two, those two leads, definitely reach out to them. Yes, I will. I definitely will. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. I'm (laughs) fascinated. And the spirituality versus religion, like difference, that's really fascinating. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what she has to say because I know it's like a common, I guess, misconception that – spirituality and religion are the same thing and I feel like that's why people are I guess a bit reluctant to try it out um but I don't know I'm not very familiar with the topic but I'm excited to hear what she has to say (laughs) yeah that's super deep who do you mind if I ask their name because now I'm interested and I want to I want to interview them (laughs) yeah I can even like share you um share with you like all the contacts or whoever we interview I can like say there's a second opportunity for you uh, you don't have to do everybody but i'm gonna definitely follow yeah. along because that that to me that's a really interesting subject i took yeah 
you know, I'm not a religious person, um, but mm-hmm. I find the study around it very, very interesting. Um, yeah. Not only, you know, Christianity, but like Buddhism and, and Hindu and, and uh, Islam and, and all like all the different types of religions, Judaism. Um, it's fascinating to learn about. And again, yeah. I come from a really, and I reference this on the podcast all the time. I come from <laughs> a really small town. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was like five thousand people when I was growing up, and I didn't have an opportunity to explore or learn really any of this stuff in my hometown. My hometown mm-hmm. is you know a lot of people I went to school with still live there, and there's nothing wrong. Oh, wow. They they work blue like blue collar jobs, and that's fine. Uh, no like no judgment, but mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly a, a worldly experience for me growing up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't really have people from different cultures or different ethnicities or anything growing up. It was just a small white country town. Everyone drove pickup trucks and, you know, like all the common cliches, hunting, fishing, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> wow. So it, it's cool that you're getting to ex- explore all that stuff. And now it's interesting me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, um, it's good too. Before you go, mm-hmm. I was looking at your your uh your instagram and your your project so it's called your words matter that's that's your thing yeah so that's actually my um that's my liter literature organization actually and then my brief was the mental health app Doing so much <laughs> different things it's <laughs> yeah so yeah the the your words matter to us is more focused on like writers because i love writing poetry as well. I told you, I like so many things. I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, we offer like writing events, um, performing events, um, publishing events, and even like to interview people as well. And just really helping people develop their work and also receive recognition for it. That's, yeah, there's a lot of things. You're doing a lot of different stuff. <laughs> I try. Well, yeah. it's good because, you know, a lot of people... One, they don't chase their dreams. So there could be mm-hmm. things that they've loved and they want to do, but they'll, they'll never do it or have never tried to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good. You're, you're doing all these things and you're trying them out and you're doing organizations. You're getting involved and meeting lots of people. And that's so important because by the time, you know, when you figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life and, and how your, you know, how the rest of your life goes, you'll be able to kind of narrow it down. And you're like, well, I've tried this, I've done that, but I really like these, this one, two, three things. And mm-hmm. like just go exactly. full on and, and put all your work and, and energy in it. That's huge. Yeah, exactly. I guess that was like my plan um, for like grade 10, like try as many things as possible, narrow things down in grade 11. So I have quite a bit of homework to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who do you, you know, who inspires you? Who's your role models? Um, um, I would say for me, uh, my dad and my stepmom, um, just because they let me, um, I guess, do the things that I enjoy. But um, I guess giving me the freedom to do things that um, I have passion towards um, and then really develop that. Um, and also, I guess they all... Um, like, they let me do the things I enjoy, but then they also, like, warn me of, like, 
consequences or they play I guess devil's advocate in a way as well just helping me like rationalize like for every situation there will be consequences but they will support me um through these things um yeah and also just the immense care and love that I get at home um from them so yeah well they're obviously doing an amazing job so (laughs) shout out to your parents um, (laughs) because thank you that's huge and that they're they're making you think of different like you know both sides of the issue like that's yeah again that's another huge thing that you can take with you the rest of your life so exactly um i i you know (laughs) i always get worried when people reach out to me on instagram and they're like i want to come on and talk about it i'm like oh okay yeah we'll see how it goes um this Mm -hmm. blew my expectations out of the water Um, oh i'm so glad thank you (laughs) you have such a bright future um you're speaking more maturely and and intellectually than like most people I know so (laughs) wow thank you so much yeah no problem that keep up this amazing work because I'm I'm going to be looking forward to to following along you have Mm -hmm. lots of things I know we talked about a lot of different projects (laughs) and things that you're working on how can people let's narrow it down to the mental health where can people find the information whether it's about your app whether it's about the, the youth council how do they how do they find that information from you Yeah, so for the mental health app, My Esprit, um, they can find it at um, My Esprit app on Instagram. So that's M-Y-E-S-P-R-I-T app. Um, Yeah, so that's how you find um, My Esprit. And then for BC Youth Council, it's just BC Youth Council on Instagram. Um, Yeah, so those are just some ways to like reach out to these organizations. All right, well, promise me when you take over the world, um, you'll remember me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll have a lot less hair, but um, I'll have a ginger beard. Um, yes, of and, course. And of give course. me, give me a good job. Um, yeah, I'll and, give you, I'll give you a shout out and say you helped me. You helped me be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I owe it I, all to you. <laughs> no, no, that you, you owe it all to yourself. But I just want a good job when you take over the world. Oh, for sure. Yes, um, I would love that. Hundred k. Um, I work hard. I'm a hard worker. So, um, of course, of course. Obviously, um, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much. This is a real pleasure and keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.